hey, what are you doing today, Wednesday, November 19th at 4 p.m. Pacific time? Why am I asking? Oh, because Jeff and I are doing a video hangout. You can come and chat with us, give us your feedback about the show, ask us any questions, and just generally chill. To find out how to join us, head to patreon.com slash wehaveconcerns. No, I haven't seen Interstellar yet. Are you going? I want to. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I haven't seen yet. I'm frustratingly behind with movies at all times. Mm. Um, yeah. That's just me. This is We Have Concerns. Hello, Jeff Kanata. Hello, Anthony Carboni. Time. Keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping away. It does indeed. This is a really interesting article, and it was sent in to us by one of our listeners. Brent Hughes sent this to wehaveconcernshow at gmail.com. Thank you, Concerned Citizen. Yes, indeed. Uh, this is really fascinating. There, so evidently, there is a new, most precise clock. This is awesome. Wasn't the last most precise clock precise to, like, microseconds? Oh, yeah. This one, it's an atomic clock, mm -hmm. right? So it measures the oscillation of a certain element. And they say it is... What do I they usually use? Do what do they use? Barium? I think this is selium? Kelium? Selenium? No. Selena Gomez? It's Selena Gomez. They measure it to her. Um, let me find it here. It is uh, cesium. 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 Okay, yes. Yes. I probably should have looked at that beforehand. Cesium. Anyway, it, it is precise <laughs> to... I literally, my eyes go cross-eyed looking at this many zeros after the decimal point. So I can't even count them because I lose my count because there's so many. Yeah, it's like zero, 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 zero. I think there's about 10 zeros one second in time, right? So the crazy thing about that, and that's impressive. That's an impressive feat of engineering. Yeah, it totally, these things are always impressive feats of engineering. And then they're always like, well, you get to a certain extent and it's what are the practical things that we get out of being this on the dot. Right. Well, the crazy thing, the first crazy thing is this clock will stay that accurate mm -hmm. for uh, 300 million years. Psh. Just like scientists not to think of the future. Yeah. What's going to happen with our great-grandchildren need to know what time it is? You left them hanging Yeah. is what happened. So that's, oh no, no, it's actually, no, it said if it had been started 300 million years ago, it would still be accurate, but it can keep perfect time for 5 billion years. Why didn't they just start it 300 million years ago? They should have. That's really lack of forethought, I you think. can't just leave it lying around. But even crazier than that, this article goes into detail about how, thanks to Einstein's theory of relativity, which people may have seen a little bit about if they saw Interstellar recently, time is different based on how close it is to the gravitational center of an object in mm -hmm. the galaxy. Yeah. So there is a minute difference in time the closer to the surface of the Earth you are. So actual satellites that are in space that are used to keep time for various things are already set to, to um, compensate for that difference in yeah. It's very minute, but and it, they usually they like they check in and they ping with each other and they'll right. ping with a clock back in. Yeah. But they have to they have to be constantly making sure they're in sync because if they're not, things like your GPS just will stop working. Right. Because all the satellites will think that you are a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of a second off. Right. And they'll all be talking to each other and they'll be like, Well, he's over here. No, he's over here. And no, even if here. it's even if it's just a very, very minute 
amount, which it is, mm -hmm. it will compound over time. So yeah. that's a, a bad thing. Well, this clock is so... This fucking this clock. Fucking, these guys. <laughs> it's, it's so precise that it can actually detect a difference in time between setting it on the ground or putting it up on your wall. At this point, that clock is useless. Right. Isn't well, it? That's the crazy it, thing about that it? is that the only thing that measuring time matters for is if there are two people, right? If you, the only reason we all I care. Need to, things need to be synchronized. Exactly. That's it. And if something is keeping different times than right. the other thing it's supposed to be synchronized because of a change in gravity that is imperceptible. Right. There's no point in having that There's, clock. It's, it's a clock that's so precise that it becomes irrelevant. The, the crazy up. thing is, too, that in in looking up this stuff, I didn't realize that up until pretty recently in our history, each city you would go into kept its own time. Yeah. And it was only after the establishment of the railroads that it mattered that one city's time was different from another city's time because there was somebody trying to make the trains run on time. Yeah. And if it was 2 o'clock where you left and 2.03 where you arrive... And you get their three minutes off, it's all, it messes everybody up. So all of a sudden, somebody had to go, guess what? We all need to sync up our timepieces, everybody. Yeah. So there became a universal time, which is what led to daylight savings time. Which is bullshit. <laughs> well, yeah, it is bullshit. Daylight actually. savings time is bullshit. But I love the idea of this. I love the idea of every society has its, has its own, every culture has its own money, has its own language. Yeah. And we used to have our own time. It's crazy. We used to have our own way. Like there were so many different ways of doing things, and it's crazy to think about how standardized things have become in just like the last hundred to two hundred years. Yeah, it's wild because you think of us as a global society, but it really puts into focus how not very long ago, when you went to a, into a new town or city, you were kind of in an island. You were in a weird island that was self-sustained, and it didn't really matter what time it was. The next island over, it, yeah. the next city was, a, you know, in its own universe, quite literally. It was crazy. And, and now we have the ability to, to sync all these things up and we have the ability to create something that's so precise that it can't be synced up because it's all. So what do we do with it? What do we do with it? That's a great question. Well, does the article say what we do with it? I, I think these guys are pretty proud they made it and they just want to keep it going, but it basically... I mean, I could see, just like you said, for localized stuff, I could see using this for experiments in a specific lab for things that need to be done at a very, very small, like, quantum level, right? So you're talking about things that have to happen, reactions that have to happen in millionths of a second. Right. And you're trying to keep accurate data. Think about something like the Large Hadron Collider or something like that, where you're talking about particle interactions that happen on such a small, small, small scale that billionths of a second matter. Right. And you want to keep doing standardized versions of those experiments. That's pretty cool. It's not going to like, it's not going to make a cool watch for me. <laughs> well, I don't think this could be on a watch, but he's been, I want an atomic watch. This guy is saying, don't look at me like I'm an idiot and ignore my, <laughs> ignore what I want. How dare you? I'm sitting right here telling you that I want an atomic watch. You want an atomic watch so you can be wrong based on how far your arm swings from the Earth's core? Not like that atomic. I want something a little less because I also don't want to spend a lot. <laughs> you want a sensible atomic watch? I want watch? a sensible atomic watch. I want uh -huh. a nice, classy, sensible atomic what, time piece. Uh, what element can we get that's, you know, in my price range? It's not, uh, you know, it's not too 
Something, something yeah. classy, something really classy. Yeah, but uh, like a bespoke element. I think I have just the thing for you, sir. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a radium. Ooh, a radium. Yeah. Oh, this is a particular radium. Don't touch it. It uh, do it, not it, touch it. You know what? It kind of uh, it kind of itches even from here. Uh huh. Yeah. Is this that... will kill you. Oh. Yeah. I kind of want. These are all that. gonna make you sick, and I don't just mean once we put them in the watch and it's on your wrist. Uh huh. I mean right now. You oh. are getting sick right. It's now. It's already too late. Uh. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's our motto. <laughs> well, at least we try have a, our watches. At least we have. It's a really... already too late. <laughs> I like this this quote from the scientist. He says, "At this level, maintaining absolute time on Earth is in fact turning into a nightmare." He suspects the only way we would be able to keep time in the future is to send these new clocks into space, far from the Earth's surface. The clocks would be able to stay in sync. And perhaps our unified sense of time could be preserved. To what end? So to have- what end? Because here's the thing. So it's like, this, this becomes like a sort of craziness. Right. This becomes a sort of insanity. This well, isn't accurate enough. Shoot these things into space to the place that's the most devoid of gravity they can be. Yeah. So they can all keep standardized time and beam For that whom? time back. For who? Right. For who? For us? We're fine. Well, that's that's the craziest thing. The, the, the article starts off with the guy who's been working on this. You feel like he's been down this rabbit hole that you guys are, that you and I are just talking about now, and he comes out of it saying his own personal opinion is that time is a human construct. Of he's, course it is. He's like time is a flat circle, motherfucker. I'm I, I've been. He's working. like cutting little people out of beer cans. <laughs> yeah. He's oh, selling yeah. Lincolns. Oh yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's he has been scarred, but he's like. We made the perfect clock, and it all came crashing down around us, man. Uh, Steve, it's yeah. not like you did a great job. No, this I, is a wonderful clock. I don't know if you said that just now, or if you're going to say that, or if you've already said that. I could. You're sitting like three feet away from me, which in spatial temporal relations is could be a million miles or two and a half days. Or a, man, I just, I'm freaking out, and I can't eat or sleep. I don't know when I am or where I am. Okay. I made a good watch, though. It's a great watch, man. I don't know. Man. It's beautiful. I mean, you did you did some great work. Do you like the little Mickey Mouse hands? It's really cute. I know. It's adorable. And I don't know what to do with it because it's ruining everything. I like that his tail actually is moving so fast I can't see it. It's just adorable. It's well, like a, it's like, what is that, a nanosecond hand? Yeah, I just, you know, I want it to be as precise as possible so that when I watch cartoons, but maybe the cartoons aren't even in our dimension, I just... I know this is killing you, and I know this has been tearing you apart, but I want you to get it together because I have, I just want to know if you can make one that looks like a little kitty where yeah. its eyes go back and forth. Oh, yeah, definitely. The president, the president's daughter wants one. Well, I can do that, it's... It's pretty simple, actually, but I should have you know that those eyes may be looking at you or where you're going to be or where you've already been. Steve, what question are you answering? We've been sitting here for three hours. Oh, my God. It's all true. Oh, my God. Uh, So is that a no on the cat, then? (laughs) Schrodinger's kitty clock. Yeah. (laughs) Schrodinger's kitty clock. It's cool to do things because we can do them. I guess. It's cool to do things because, well, like, we will be able to use, those guys will be able to use one of these clocks for some sort of experiment here on Earth. It's crazy to 
think that we need this kind of accuracy. Well, it's wild to be able to measure something that we can't even define. Well, that's what's funny. Like, he, he's talking about how time is a human construct. And it's really true. Like, yeah. we're finding these more and more precise ways to calculate something that we just came up with. Right. Like, we just and fucking it, came up with it. it. I mean, it's really measurable. And yet, there's plenty of stuff in the universe that we can define that we can't measure. So here's the thing. There's been a lot of research into animal perception of time. Yeah. And how it changes and how the flow of time is different for flies. The flow of time feels different for, for cats, for dogs, for birds, like all this stuff. And I think it's so fascinating that we are obsessed with finding this absolute way to measure the human progression of time when it stands to reason that if we were to find any other life form in the universe that we needed to create a standardized time with, they probably don't even see time the same way we do. Yeah. They probably don't even feel it the same way we do or look at it the same way we do, which I guess in that case, it becomes more important to standardize it and also becomes more impossible to standardize it. Yeah. And so why bother? <laughs> yeah. It's certainly something we experience and kind of break your brain just thinking about the fact that you can measure it to the most utmost precision and yet to what end? Mm -hmm. To what end? There's nothing that that actually, no benefit we gain from that, right? Not that I can think of, but I'm not as smart as these guys. Yeah, that's true too. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I see this look in your face, like there are 19 interstellar references that you wanted to make. Yeah. And I haven't seen the movie and Probably so you better. can't. Probably better that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there is, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sci-fi, like it's a favorite thing of sci-fi and of all fiction to talk about the human perception of time. And there's a lot of, there are a lot of stories about, a lot of sci-fi stories about people going into space, yeah. traveling through space and coming back and everything's different because time moves differently well, for them. Do you think that animals here on earth do experience time differently? Do you think a gnat whose lifespan is only a couple of days experiences time in a well, it's funny way. because we put it we put it into terms of lifespan and we put it into terms of self-awareness that I think a lot of animals don't have. They don't have the level of self-awareness that we do. For something like a gnat, it's less about, well, I guess it is tied to lifespan because it's also tied to metabolism. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's tied to the speed of your own body and the speed of your own senses. Yeah. You know, you think about something like a fly that kind of sees everything coming at it very quickly yeah. and instantaneously. And you think about, well... In order for that to work, that fly sees my hand coming at it much slower than I think I'm moving my hand. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, you know, that's not necessarily a lifespan thing or a, or a self-awareness thing, but it, it is just like a perceptual thing. Uh, Warren, I, I, made your, I made your cat clock, and I used a real cat, and I think it's hurting. Steve, uh, we need to talk because... It's eyeballs going. It really, it really is a great clock, number one. Uh, I'm just going to take it from you. I also noticed that, um, did you buy a gun? I bought a... Have you been muttering about things about your death to come? Uh, it's right around the corner. Or maybe it already happened. Uh, this cat knows. Look how his eyeballs go back and forth, man. Hey, Steve. Yeah. You know what I think is going to make you feel better, buddy? What? Want some gelato? Take you out for a little gelato? Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. A little gelato puts you right back in place, huh? Oh, I love gelato. Yeah, here you go. Oh, thank you. 
It's oh. just. Feeling back into it? Yeah. Feeling like a little bit more, a little Feel bit like more like myself, yourself? A little more like myself. Yeah, right? <sighs> Man. You know what happened to my cat? I feel like there are two kinds of people who think about time really heavily. Uh, one of them are the people at our level who who like science fiction and yeah. like thinking about stuff like that. Maybe like getting high. Maybe it's a real stoner thing. That's probably a lot of stoners talk about it. Uh, and then the other type are people who actually study it and think about it on a professional level. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the people who study it and think about it on a professional level are much less concerned about it than we are. Yeah. It seems like the more you learn about it, the more they're just kind of like, eh, whatever, that's just the way the universe works. It's fucked. And then yeah. they go home. Like, they go bowling, you know? Right. Meanwhile, we just try to think about it for four minutes, and we're like, but what is it? What's going on? Like, yeah. what happens to the universe? What happens to me? What happens to you? Meanwhile, they're just like, I don't know, gelato and bowling. Fuck it. It's math. I guess. <laughs> I find as I get older, I, you know, I can't stop thinking about it, that mm -hmm. it, it is, as you have a longer lifespan... The, my perception of time changes. I mean, my yeah. dad used to say life is like a Box roll, of roll of toilet paper. Roll of toilet paper. Yeah, it, it goes faster the closer you get to the end, right? Uh -huh. And I feel like that's that's it's kind of true. You know, it's it's um. <laughs> Your dad was like a deep thinker, but only in the bathroom. <laughs> he used yeah. to just he used to just come yeah. out and he'd just be like, Jeff, I want you to know that. Your life uh -huh. is a lot like this toothpaste. Oh, it gets flatter as you go. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yep. Um, are you done in there? No, I'm going back in because oh. I got a lot of thoughts about the economy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, my dad was a plumber, so maybe that explains <laughs> it. Um, but uh, I remember seeing uh, when I was in theater school talking about Shakespeare and how uh, there was uh, John Barton, mm. famous Shakespeare scholar, would talk about how basically Shakespeare was obsessed with time, talking about it. And I think at a certain point, all human beings are kind of like, it's it's the one great thing we can't account for. It's the one great well, thing that we're all butted up against. But I think there's a difference between the uh, the pursuit of a scientific measurement of time and figuring out how time works as as some sort of quantifiable thing in the universe. Yeah. Uh, and us just getting older and, and mulling about what time means for us and how we've changed over time. That's you know, there's, true. there's perception of time and then there is whatever time is. And I think we tend to think about our personal perception of it. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is the reason why these, the reason why these scientists think about it and then eat gelato and go bowling is because they're thinking about that measurable quantifiable thing yeah. and not their feelings on it. You know, they're right. just kind of like, ah, eh, this is what it is, you know? And I think we don't think about time so much as we think about our place in the passage of time. That's true. That's true. But I think in, in measuring a clock this precise, it kind of pulls those two things together, right? Because you're saying, well, if we're measuring this thing, but then Einstein says it's relative. And so when you measure farther away from the gravitational center, you experience it differently. Mm -hmm. What does it even all mean? What does it even, what is our, what does a lifespan even mean if it's all, like it isn't quantifiable? Yeah. You know, what's weird is you never know what's going to give me existential angst. It pops up quite a lot. But this doesn't? No. See, this is this to me is the central thing. This is it. Yeah, time. I I get it, but at the same time, I don't because when you when you talk about it like that, when you when you talk about like, well, it changes as you travel and gravity, and it changes from animal to animal and thing to thing. It's like, well, then I don't worry about it. 
<laughs> I know how it feels to me. Right. And it sounds like that's all I'm ever going to have to worry about. Fair enough, I guess. I'm too busy worried about where you left your car keys and if, if that gelato that you ate is going to give you heartburn. Yeah, I worry more about like whether, you know, like did the restaurant properly clean their dishes and stuff. Like I right. have more like pedestrian, benign, stupid worries. Yeah. And it's funny when you get up to stuff like, what does the flow of time mean? I'm just like, I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. It's just, it, you start off and then it flows and then you 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 know you're gone and it just keeps flowing and it doesn't matter. I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I don't know. Do you guys worry about this? Because I see, like, I do understand the existential worry that something like the pat like time and what it means and what the pat I understand like the nervousness that people get. I just don't get it. Do you guys, do you guys experience it? I would love yeah. to hear. Uh, you can let us know on Twitter. I'm at a Carboni. And I'm at Jeff Canada. And if you've seen a story like this that you'd like to hear us stumble through stupidly, we pretty, we nailed stumbling through this. Stupidly oh, we today. definitely stumbled stupidly. High five for idiocy today. Uh, you can send those to us at we have concerns show at gmail.com. <laughs> I don't know shit about shit. <laughs> oh, God.